It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire back with you guys. It is Tuesday, January 22nd. We are rolling along here 12 days until the Super Bowl, which means we are ever so closer to really digging into the NFL draft season, of course, this week. As we know, is the Senior Bowl. Uh, definitely missing it down there. Uh, like I said, unfortunate that I couldn't make it down there. But uh, a lot of great coverage down there from so many people. So go check them out. Uh, you had weigh-ins today. You had media day. And teams are having their first practices today. So uh, very, very fun times there in Mobile. Uh, one note. One note I will make from the... Uh, senior Bowl, as far as the weigh-ins, is Donald Parham, the tight end out of Stetson. Oh my goodness, six foot eight, and about two hundred fifty pounds he measured in at. That is ridiculous for a tight end. He's obviously, and, and this was a late ad. Um, he was just added to the Senior Bowl a couple weeks ago. He's he's going to be some someone to watch, uh, you know, not necessarily for the Panthers since I think they're, you know, they drafted Ian Thompson. They're pretty happy with him, but somebody obviously I think is going to fall in love with Par- Parham. It's going to be really interesting to see how high he does end up going. But that's that's the one note I I noticed from the weigh-ins was just how big Parham is, and I th- think he's the one that they said had like. A 36 inch, 36 inch arms and a huge wingspan. I mean, just ap- absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but the one thing I do want to talk about on today's episode here on LOP, of course, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, where you can listen to your favorite podcast anytime using uh, Google Google. Uh, podcasts, (laughs) try that again, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and of course, if you have a smart speaker, you can tell your smart speaker to play podcasts, whatever you want to listen to, but uh, one story that did come up today regarding the Panthers that I found really interesting is the possibility, and this was from a report from Joe Person over at The Athletic, that the Panthers could be making a switch to the 3-4 defense next season. Now, it, it doesn't sound like it's going to be a full-fledged transition to the 3-4. Uh, it sounds like it's going to be kind of a mix, you know, mixing up the fronts between the 3-4 and a 4-3. Obviously, the Panthers have been so used to the 4-3. They've ran it ever since Ron Rivera came to Carolina all those years ago, but... Uh, Rivera does have experience with the 3-4. He ran it a little bit back in his time with the Chargers. So it's, it's going to be 
it's going to be very interesting, you know, how they kind of mix and match there. Uh, obviously, the thing you you wonder right now, if they do plan to impl- implement this change, is the personnel that they have right now. You know, I when you run a a four three for so long, as we and I'm obviously you, you guys out there listening. You know, you know this very well, but you know the big concern right now is how quickly are they going to be able to make the change? Uh, you know, not being, not going strictly three four, which is what it sounds like, does kind of ease that transition a little bit. You know, it's it's very difficult to go from um, one front to the other, like say from an odd front to an even front very quickly because obviously the personnel is much much different you know you're you're looking at different body types for the defensive line of a 4-3 than you are a 3-4 but if you mix it up a little bit uh similar to what teams like the Patriots have done in the past the Steelers have done in the past we've seen teams kind of mix and match their fronts a, a mix of odd fronts and even fronts you know it 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 doesn't like I said it it makes the transition probably a little bit easier now you you look at you look at the Panthers roster right now uh, particularly on that front seven and you obviously start with Luke Keekley who obviously would would still man one of the inside linebacker spots and there's no question about it but you know the question becomes who joins him or who would join him. In the middle of that defense, who would be your outside backers? Who would play the front three? Um, one of the first first things I thought about when I read this article or when I read this report was a guy like Marquise Haynes, the fourth round pick last year, who was already coming in as a as a uh, situational pass rusher, and now uh, with the with the possible change to a three-four, you know, you, you wonder where someone like him fits in. I mean, he's he's listed six-two, two thirty-five. We knew he was already small to be a a full-go defensive end in the NFL. So where where does someone like him fit in? You know, re- really, the only you know are are they going to be willing to play him at outside linebacker? Are they going to be willing to kind of trust him, trust him enough, even in pass switch situations at that size, to just let him go after it? Um, and then, as far as like guys on the on the front line, or who could potentially play on the front line, you know, you wonder someone like K1 Short, who. You know, he's only listed at 315 pounds, but, I mean, his athletic ability, the just the way he's handled himself at the defensive tackle position, he could probably be a guy that can man the middle of that defense. You know, would he be someone that uh, can command double teams? I think he probably could. Um, you know, again, he may not be 350 pounds, but he's still someone that I think can handle that handle that middle spot. And then... Uh, someone like Mario Addison can maybe man one of the defensive ends, and then you know, because with with the personnel they have now, uh, I don't know if it'd be a 
classic 3-4, you know, with your, you know, like if you guys know kind of the history of some of these defenses, the old classic 3-4 is just kind of a simple, uh, you know, two-gap defense. You know, you're, you're three, three defensive linemen are just kind of two gappers. They really don't penetrate. I think you could probably do a little bit of a hybrid 3-4 where you're still letting your front guys kind of get after the quarterback, similar to what uh, Houston has always done with uh, with uh, J.J. Watt or kind of similar to the Rams under Wade Phillips. I think that's kind of the direction I would see the Panthers kind of going with this. You know, let your let your defensive line still kind of get after the get after the quarterback, especially having someone like Luke Keekley in the middle there that can fly all over the field no matter where no matter where he is and wherever the ball's going. So I think that kind of gives you a little bit of leeway with your defensive line. I don't think you necessarily I don't think you necessarily have to have them just stay at the line of scrimmage and just kind of uh, stand there and react to where the ball is going. I think you could still kind of let them get after it a little bit. I mean, Aaron, you know, the Rams are playing a 3-4 defense, and Aaron Donald is still uh, a sack master. You know, I mean, well, I mean, there's, I guess it's kind of like a a hybrid as well, but uh, still, you know, Aaron Donald just kind of gets after it. Maybe, you know, and obviously you don't have anybody the the talent of Aaron Donald, but I think that's kind of a I think that's kind of a defense you can kind of model yourself after if you're gonna try to make this transition, if you will, because you know, you could you could have someone, even someone like a Marquise Haynes every now and then, kind of be like the pass rush specialist, which I think, you know, and if if you look at the the Rams roster on our lads, that's what Dante Fowler is actually listed as as their pass rush specialist, and then you have the the four linebackers. I think that's kind of the I think that's kind of the way you can go about it if if you're the Panthers. You know, have someone like you know, say even a Mario Addison or you know, name your defensive end. Let him get after the quarterback and let the other guys kind of be the mixed bag. You know, let K1 short. Or or even if you still have Dontari Poe, you know, let him, you know, maybe he, even he can be the uh, that interior presence. And, and let short go on the outside. I mean, I think there's a couple ways that you can, that you can go about this. But there's... Uh, you know, it's it's going to be really interesting, and there's no question. I think this is also a, a position where the Panthers probably have to address a little bit in the offseason, you know, whether it's free agency or the draft. But I think with the players they have now, you know, you know, and I, I apologize for not even mentioning Poe. You know, Short just was just kind of the first one that came to mind. But... Poe at almost 350 pounds would be more of your ideal nose tackle because he's kind of your run specialist. He can command double teams, but um, again, someone like K1 short, someone that can 
kind of move about. I think you can kind of put him in different spots, and he would kind of be, I guess, your centerpiece, if it, if you will, of this of this three four defense. Uh, but I mean, you, you know, you spend all, you spent all this time talking about the front line. We haven't even really talked about the linebackers. Again, what do you do at as well at the linebacker position? Luke Keekley is going to be one of them, but who's going to be the other? Does Jermaine Carter step into that starting role as the other inside backer? You know, I think that's probably one. Or someone like David Mayo, if he's still around. You know, who who do you pair in the middle with Luke Keekley, and then who do you put on the outside? You know, is that somewhere that Jermaine Carter could go as well? Along with, because uh, you figure one of the outside backers too is probably going to be Shaq Thompson with his athletic ability and his coverage ability. I think putting him outside is probably the best bet. Uh, but Jermaine Carter is someone I think it can probably go. He's probably more better suited on the inside. Uh, but I think you can kind of go a, a couple of ways with him. So, you know, there's a couple possibilities. And again, I mentioned Marquise Haynes. Maybe at times you line him up at outside linebacker or, or at the edge and just let him get after the quarterback. Um, I mean, so you have some pieces now that you can work with, with what they have now, but there's no question. I think they definitely need to add other pieces. You know, there's definitely a lot of work to do, I think, to really help make this transition uh, as smooth as possible, especially with how much the defense really struggled at the end of the season. So there's definitely... Definitely a lot of work to be done, but now that Ron Rivera kind of has his hands back on this defense, you know, it's whether or not you feel comfortable about that, but um, it, it, needless to say, it'll be very interesting, you know, and I'm, I'd be excited to see when we get to when we get to training camp and then the preseason what they actually kind of come out and and start running with either the pieces that they have or the pieces that they bring in but nonetheless that's something i found you know very very interesting in terms of the you know at least in, in the news today that the panthers could be con- could be considering a transition to the 3-4 defense is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So as we move on, let's talk Let's talk about the senior ball. Let's talk about the weigh-ins. I mentioned briefly Parham, but uh, I figure let's, let's talk about some of the, the measurements from some of the other players. Uh, particularly, I want to focus on offensive linemen. Because I think it's pretty safe to say, too, that offensive line is one of the key needs of this Panthers team. Uh, one player in particular that, as you guys know, I've become very uh, in love with, as it were, was 
Dalton Reisner, I believe I'm saying Reisner or Risner. I, I need to find that out for sure. But uh, the offensive tackle, or we'll say offensive lineman for now, out of Kansas State, because there's still some questions as to whether or not he'll actually play tackle in the NFL. Uh, it seems like, and Jim Nagy, or Jim Nagy of, uh, you know, the head guy of the Senior Bowl, talked about him a little bit yesterday at the press conference and said he sees him as more of a center. Um, but he does feel he can play four positions across the offensive line. I think the only position that he likely won't play is left tackle, but it sounds like Dalton will be able to play just about every other position. Uh, he came in at about six four and a half. Uh, well, if you look at the numbers, 6045, and as a quick refresher, when you read those numbers, uh, the first digit of that four-digit number is the is feet, so in this case, six feet. Uh, the middle two numbers is inches, so 04 would be four inches, and then the five at the end refers to five-eighths of an inch. So, so officially, six feet, four and five-eighths inches, 305 pounds, uh, 10 and 5 eighths inch uh, hand size, 34 and a quarter inch arms, and a wingspan of 81. That 34 and a quarter inch hands or arm size is very intriguing because that's actually a very good number in terms of uh, playing tackle. You know, kind of the threshold for tackle is around the 34-35 range. So for him to be a little above 34 inches definitely bodes well for his chances of possibly playing tackle in the NFL. Uh, but, you know, again, 6'4.5", six, six, 308, so not bad size. Uh, by the way, the actual numbers on Parham, again, the tight end out of Stetson, 6 feet 8 and 3 eighths inches, so almost 6'8.5", 243 pounds, Ten and a half inch hands, thirty-six and an eighth inch arms. I mean, this just looks like that just sounds like a kid that all you have to do is just throw the ball anywhere in his direction and he'll grab it. Which is just absolutely insane. Uh, a couple other a couple other guys we'll look at. I know there's uh, some interior guys. Uh, one in particular, I think there's a kid from Trying to find him real quick. Um, Garrett Bradbury, the interior lineman out of NC State. Uh, just a shade under 6'3", 304 pounds, 32.5 inch arms. So not, not bad size for an interior guy. Bo Benchwell, the, the guard out of Wisconsin. Uh, tall kid, 6'6 and a quarter, 307 33 and 3 eighths inch arms. Uh, so good good size there. I think I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he ends up being a possible target for the Panthers. Um, maybe late day two, early day three, I think. Or, or probably day two uh, if he goes. Uh, if you're looking at... If you are looking at possible DNs, Zach Allen is going to be one I think that'll be very intriguing at the Senior Bowl. And I think, I guess, you know, we're going to jump a couple positions here, not just O-line, but Zach Allen, the end of the Boston College, 6'4", 3'8", 280 pounds, 
Uh, 34 and a half inch arms. Gotta like that. Nasir Adderley. A guy a lot of people are really starting to love. The safety out of Delaware. Who very well could sneak into the first round. Uh, 5'11 and 7 and 7 eighths inches. So basically a smidgen under 6 feet. 100. 195 pounds. He, he's a guy that I think a lot of people are going to be buzzing about as well as the as the week goes on. Uh, the one the one note I did see too. Now it's not necessarily a need for the Panthers because we're talking slot receiver here, and I don't think the Panthers really have a need for that, but uh, Hunter Renfro measured very, very small. Uh, I mean, he, he did come in at 5'10", about 5'10 and a half, but only 175 pounds. But as we know, his claim to fame is basically the fact that he'll catch just about everything thrown in his direction, so... Uh, you know, again, I don't, I don't know if it, that's necessarily a position the Panthers will target. Though, uh, I did do a mock draft or a seven-round mock draft of the Panthers uh, a couple weeks ago, and one of the players I had them taking was Debo Samuel, and I have his numbers. I'm seeing his numbers right now too. He was five eleven and a half, two hundred sixteen pounds, uh, ten and an eighth inch hands, which are pretty big. You know if when hand size is intriguing, you know, it's really one we're only looking at as far as like uh, quarterbacks and receivers go, because really you're looking at how well can they grip the ball. And by the way, when you measure your hands, you outstretch the fingers and it goes from the thumb to the pinky. But uh, pretty good size hands for Samuel. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound like he's going to be a high pick, but uh, he he's going to be. A, Interesting to watch. I'm, I'll be curious how people view him uh, over the next couple days. You know, I'll see if anybody has any notes on him. If anybody's kind of blown away by him, um, you know, those are just a couple of the. Uh, I don't want to say no. I mean, notable to me, I guess. Just some interesting measurements. As far as the, uh, as far as some of these players at the Senior Bowl, and then you know these players will go through it all over again. Uh, one more I'll throw in because I just came across his name as well. Michael Dieter, uh, offensive guard out of Wisconsin, six five, three oh four, thirty two and a half inch arms, seventy eight and a half inch wingspan. Uh, probably another guy that could possibly be on the Panthers' radar if they decide to go with the uh, with the interior offensive line in this draft. So, couple couple interesting players as far as their measurement goes. Um, in fact, as we're speaking, players are, or at least at the time I'm recording this, players are players are having their first practice. Of the senior ball, of course, practice three days and the game on Saturday, and then 
that's really it as far as uh, the NFL draft goes until late February, early March, which is when the scouting combine is. And I'm holding out hope that I will be able to go there this year. Uh, it would be my first time going there, but I'd like to go there hopefully if I can. That, that'll be interesting. Uh, but that, of course, is kind of the next stop on the NFL draft circuit is the scouting combine in Indianapolis. And, you know, these players will just get weighed and measured again and um, they'll get all those all their checkups and whatnot. And then, of course, the part that all the fans see, the on-field drills in the T-shirt and shorts. But um, it'll be here before you know it. I mean, it's you know, it's hard to believe it's already the week of the Senior Bowl. Um, and, of course, like we talked about yesterday, this Sunday is the Pro Bowl. K1 Short and Trey Turner will be there. And then after that, there's just one game left in the NFL season, and that is the Super Bowl. And then it'll really be full-fledged toward the NFL Draft and the 2019 season. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I think with that, we will get out of here. Uh, as always, want to thank you guys so much for all this, all the love and support. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Seti. And again, follow the podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And if you, have, if you have a smart speaker, all you have to do is just tell your smart speaker to play podcast, whatever podcast you choose to listen to. So until next time, Bill Rossetti, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time right here on LOP. Until then, take care, my friends. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.